0: Hello, people of Birth, Then Spotify, and Anchor podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Flashback Fun. Now, as I stated on yesterday's show, today Justin Setcher, Tiffany Haddish, Ozzy Osbourne, Brendan Fraser, Amanda Seyfried, and Jenna Duane have birthdays today. Today happens to be the debut for 2010's Black Swan, which won Natalie Portman an Oscar for playing a psychotic ballerina, and Wham's classic 1984 Christmas song, Last Christmas. Tomorrow, Jay-Z, Jenna Anton Chachi, sorry if I messed that up, Jeff Bridges, Tyra Banks have birthdays. On December 5th, new dad Frankie Muniz, Dylan Niven, and Walt Disney all blow up birthday candles, while Carrie Sanchez's birthday is on December 6th. Joe Mallow and Nicholas Holt have birthdays December 7th. December 7th is also the debut anniversary for 1990's Edward Scissorhands, the iconic Frosty the Snowman special, which first, uh, if you would excuse the bad pun, came to life in 1969, 2001's Ocean Eleven, 2015's In the Heart of the Sea, and the 2018 film's Dumplin', Ben is Back, and Mary Queen and Scott, among many others. Now, Brittany Spears and Jillian Marko- Michaels aren't the only stars sprouting shiny new blings on their ring finger this week. E! Online reported last night, 35-year-old actress Alexandra Daddario is engaged to 52-year-old producer Andrew Form. Her rep confirms to E! News, Daddario was spotted with a diamond ring on that finger while running errands in Los Angeles on December 1st. Speaking of recent engagements, the website also announced last night Amanda Stanton's journey to find love has come to a net. The Bachelor Nation star is engaged to Michael Fogel. Stanton announced the news in an Instagram post on December third, sharing a photo of herself wrapping her arms around her fiance and giving fans a peek at her diamond ring. Yes, she captioned the picture. Fogel appeared to pop the question at a home by the couple's Christmas tree. Now today I have not one, not two, but three different films for flashback fan fun, each for a very different reason. So to quote the Big Flat Fat, fat Lion movie starring the aforementioned Frankie Midas, guys, I've just got one thing to say. It's showtime. First off, happy birthday to the aforementioned Brendan Fraser. In nineteen ninety seven he brought the goofy tree smashing accident from King of the Jungle. George of the Jungle to life on the big screen. Watch out for that! Oh, theater marquee. And nearly two years later, Fraser went from the goofy King of the Jungle, where the only threat to his kingdom was Lyle Vandergrift, to the harsh 1926 Egyptian desert, when his character Rick O'Connell and his library love interest, Brett Evelyn, had to deal with something menacing stopping the revived, revenge-driven High Priest Imhotep mummy at the ancient city of Hominoptera in 1999's The Mummy. Repair, requested by Fraser fan Cassie Laughlin hyannis for his 53rd birthday today, the action-adventure fantasy, was ba- which was based on the classic Universal Monster film, also starred Rachel Weiss, John Hannah, and Kevin J. O'Connor. With Arnold Vosloo as the title of character. It unleashed its power May 7th, 1999, and grossed forty-three million scarabs out of the gate, and then went on to make four hundred and sixteen million scarabs worldwide. The box of the success led to its two thousand one sequel, The Mummy Returns, The Mummy the Animated Series, the prequel spin-off film The Scorpion King, which in itself got a franchise. In the third entry, The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, opened on August 1st, 2008. As for the uh, awful 2017 female-led Mummy reboot, Tom Cruise, which pretty much buried Universal Pictures' Dark Universe monster franchise in the sand until 2020's Invisible Man saved it, the less about that, the better, don't you think? Did you know that Leonardo DiCaprio was rumored to have been offered the Rico Pano part? It's believed he was said to have loved the script and wanted to star in the film, but he'd already agreed to star in the beach. And he asked if the beach could be delayed so he can shoot the mummy, but the producers flat out refused. And the filming of the beach ended up delayed anyways. What's also neat is that Bernard Fox and Jonathan Hyde had previously worked together in James Cameron's mega-blockbuster Titanic in 1997. Now, as it's December, it only seems right to start spreading a little bit of holly-jolly holiday flashback here and there. What better way to start it than our old friends the Muppets? Jim Henson's famous creation put their own comedic twist on Charles Dickens' story of iconic grumpy miser Ebenezer Scrooge, and how his life changed forever due to the interventions of three ghostly spirits. With the Muppet Christmas Carol. The December 11th, 1992 release starred the great Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat as the narrators, Michael Caine as the infamous Scrooge, Kermit as his poor overworked employee, Bob Cratchit, Mrs. Piggy as Mrs. Cratchit and many others. The lighthearted and filled with catchy songs there goes Mr. Humbug, there goes Mr. Grimm. If they gave a prize for being wi- mean, the winner would be him. No, Jesus, for us, Mises, Humbug. It follows Dickens' story wicked closely. It was dedicated to the memory of Mockwit creator Jim Hansen and fellow puppeteer Richard Hunt, who died re- during pre-production. Though There was believed a beloved today and a favorite holiday movie, when it first came out, it only made a modest 27 million grand gifts. <gasps> the reason for this was simply Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, stole its audience and kicked it to the snow cupboard curb. Did you know that unlike the book and other movie adaptions of the, fail, of the book, Kermit's Bob Cratchit isn't so- Scrooge's only employee. Several Racks also work for Scrooge's as bookkeepers as well. And at the end of the film, a haberdashery can be seen that's called Statler and Waldorf, which is named after the famous Mockwood Hecklers, who played Jacob and Robert Marley in the film. As Any Live debuted last night on NBC and is now available on Peacock's streaming service, it only seems right to make the first anime movie, which was based on the 1977 Broadway musical the same name, in turn, inspired by Harold Gray's Little Orphan Annie comic, the final flashback fun topic. Released on May 21, 1982, the John Huston-directed musical comedy-drama starred the talents of Aileen Quinn as the title character, Carol Burnett, Tim Curry, Burnett, Bernadette Peters, Albert Finley, and Anne Rankin. With the story so well-known, the first film adaptation of the musical doesn't even need a plot summary. Annie sang out 57 million tunes on a $35 million budget and was up for two Academy Awards for Best Production Design and Best Song Score and its Adaptation. It had a teamy film sequel called Annie, A Royal Adventure, in 1995. In their first team-up, Disney and Columbia Pictures created and made a 1999 made-for-TV film version of the play. Which starred the talents of Alicia Morton, Kathy Bates, Audrey McDonald, Christian Chenoweth, Victor Garber, Andrea McCart Andrea McCardle, and Alan Cumming. Years later, in two thousand fourteen, Columbia had another film version released on December nineteenth, two thousand fourteen, which was set in the present day and starred Quivinceney Wallace as Annie, Cameron Diaz in her final film role before her retirement from acting, Rose Byrne, Jamie Foxx, and Bonnie Cannavale. But it didn't exactly go well with audience. Did you know that Drew Barrymore actually auditioned for the title role? And Steve Martin was offered the rooster part. But he turned it down when he learned he'd be working with Bernadette Peters. At the time, they were breaking up, and he thought it was too painful to work with her for several months. That's all for this week's flashback fun, folks. Tune in next week for next week's show and flashback fun. See you soon, my minions. Bye.